be the world champion with a body like that. I am Johnny freaking wrestling. And that's the bottom line. And now, your world podcast champions. Episode 70. We made it to 70, Travis, of Rumbling Reality. 30 away from 100, man. That's crazy. I know. I I think for episode 100, we should have like Stone Cold on, you know, because we're so big now. (laughs) <laughs> right oh yeah we're we're gonna make it big time by the time 100 rolls around gotta do it big time style <laughs> so guys i am ramsey and the other guy over there is travis and this is rumbling reality and if you haven't listened to us before you're missing out because we like to talk a lot of shit no i'm just kidding right <laughs> we normally do we try to talk a lot of stuff we mostly and- we mostly banter between each other um and it usually results in me being right 90% of the time. So yeah, That's the thing. Travis thinks he's right 90% of the time. I know. Oh, no. I, I know for a fact. Oh. oh like, okay. I'm a factual guy. Oh, yeah. So, um, so uh, first thing on the book today is where it is Neville has moved back to the UK. Yep. Yep. So, everybody who are some Adrian Neville fans, which I was, um, it looks like he is not coming back to WWE. No, the uh, the word going around, as reported by uh, uh, the Wrestling Observer here about a week or so ago, is indeed he has moved back to the UK from his uh, home in Orlando, I believe is where it was at. Indeed. Um, Sorry. And uh, he, uh, as a, basically the WWE and Neville are at a standstill at the moment. Um and they're pretty much it, – it was close at one point from what they said. Like it was extremely close to being resolved. But then uh, from what I understand is WWE didn't make an appropriate move towards Neville or that he at least thought was an acceptable level. And he he just – it's it, it just basically died out after that. Like there's been no movement. And it's almost along the same lines as what they did with Rey Mysterio at the end of his WWE tenure when they froze his contract. Yeah. For those of y'all that don't remember, because they cited that since he he was out due to injury, they could free. Apparently, there was a clause in his contract and in all the wrestlers' contracts, apparently, that they have the uh, right, WWE has the right to. Uh, freeze any talent contracts if they're unable to fulfill their agreed work work schedule due to injury or walkout or whatever, and that's the situation here is that Neville's contract has been frozen, so he's good in all technicality he could be under WWE contract for years, right? Well, from what they've said though, Neville's made enough money to where it's not going to really be an issue for him. He's yeah. just hoping that eventually they're going to do the same thing that happened. I'm, special, I'm especially probably where he lives overseas. He probably mm-hmm. could be comfortable the rest of his life. Oh, I'm sure. The The thing with Neville is he has to – he's just kind of hoping at this point the same thing with him happens with what happened with Rey Mysterio, which is eventually WWE realized you know, that you know, he's not really wanting to be there. They they really didn't need Mysterio anymore, so they just yeah. – eventually they just released him of the contract. And Neville's hoping that happens with him so that he can just go back to work in the U.K. indie scene, which really is disappointing because – Man, and with the the new UK tournament that was gonna come up this year, I was really, 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 really hoping that is like a special attraction match, like they did uh, the first time with the UK tournament, where they had uh, what who we know as Alistair Black, that was actually Tommy End debut against Neville. Mm-hmm. I was really, really, really hoping that we would potentially see a Neville versus Ricochet match on that show. Yeah, that would have been badass. Man, that's the only match that I really want to still see. Like I'm I'd, like, there's a part of me that's you never know. I'm hoping, man. Like uh, it's a little bit, but I'm holding out just that little bit of hope. So, um, sp- speaking of somebody who needs hope, Charlotte Flair has been having some problems recently uh, yeah. with uh, the first of her ruptured implant. I'll get back to that in a minute, and then a recent one, a recent uh, thing this week that happened with her in a match with Carmella at a house show, SmackDown yeah. house show. She got her teeth busted out, and uh, and actually following the uh, implant is a her ruptured implant. She actually, this actually happened before WrestleMania, it's being reported, but she didn't want to mess with it, I guess. I guess it's not as bad. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, 
But uh, she wanted to work the European tour because of how much money they usually get from fans and shirt sales. Sure. So I'm guessing that's what they're saying. That's what other sites are reporting too. So, but yeah, if you look at her pictures online, it's crazy. She got her teeth messed up. <laughs> yeah, which by the way, and, and I want to say kudos to you, man, because I did, I didn't even hear about this the first time I, I saw anything about it was uh, your reporting of it on RumblingRumors.com, and 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 I am not exaggerating when I say this. There is a website that I usually look up a lot of my wrestling news on. Rumbling Rumors posted about the story, I believe, before that site and even posted about it. And so, not says finally, says finally, I'm actually learn after all these years. I'm learning different methods, and I have different sources now. So I'm actually able to, if I'm not busy with my other job, I'm actually able to get a couple things out before the main sites, and that has absolutely jumped my uh, jumped the traffic to Rumbling Rumors. Well, so, again, to you, sir, I give you every kind of kudo in the book, applause for that. Thanks, bro. Uh, Thank you. But, yeah, no, it's crazy, dude. Like, I saw the video last night where the fan was just trying to get a picture with her, and she mm-hmm. flat out said, she, and and she wasn't rude about it either. Oh, yeah. like, she wasn't rude at all. She just like, I, I can't smile right smiling, now. My yeah. teeth are missing. And, she was, like, smiling behind her hand. Yeah, yeah, which, it, in my opinion, it was still cool of her that she was trying to do something, but I can understand her being, in that in that sense, being a little vain. I wouldn't want to smile if I just had my teeth knocked out, you oh, know. Yeah. Uh, but since you're a model and stuff, so. Right, but apparently all's all's okay because I guess she had some surgery when she was there to to replant the teeth. Which, for those that don't know, yes, you can re replant your teeth in your mouth if you can find the teeth. They're in good shape, and you do it in a certain amount of time. Um, that which that again was found out uh, some years ago. Jericho's had it done, I think, one time. Uh, Mick Foley, he did that. He was notorious for it. As a matter of fact, he still has the one tooth. And I think it was the tooth that was knocked out in the Hell in the Cell match with Taker. Um, but I think, and he even said that when he got it replanted, they they couldn't do it. They didn't do it in fast enough time. And so, unfortunately, the tooth has just kind of gone to a grayish color, and yeah. it just it just sits there. So you can replant your teeth if you get them knocked out. If you can do it in time, you yeah. just have to be quick about it. It's true. Um, people who want to know about what's going on with Dean Ambrose. D'Ambrose is continuing to recover from his torn bicep in Alabama. And okay. uh, no real plans or anything I found out that shows him coming back anytime soon. So, um, yeah, that's yeah, that. The last I heard about Ambrose was that uh, he, uh, he could potentially be back actually uh, sooner than the estimated time, which the, the estimated time was uh, September, about a nine-month uh, layoff. And they're thinking that if his rehabilitation continues to go well, because it ha- apparently it has been going pretty good. Um, he yeah, might Renee be- Young is helping that. Recovery. Right. <laughs> Definitely got them shoulder exercises going at night, mm. right? Uh, mm. oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, he potentially could be back in time for SummerSlam um, to, to build to something for SummerSlam. Um, I know when they asked Seth Rollins about Dean uh, not too long ago, they asked him, you know, how's how's Dean's recovery going? And uh, Seth's response was, he's doing well, and this is going to be a better Dean Ambrose when he comes back. So, and this goes to what we were saying when Ambrose got injured, that this could be the best thing that happens for Ambrose because we both agreed that he just started getting somewhat interesting when he got re-injured mm-hmm. with the whole shield, uh, the reformation of the shield story. Um, the tag team with Rollins was going good, but we both still felt like that, you know, by himself as a character, Ambrose had grown stale. Yeah. So maybe this will be a refresher for him. You know, maybe we'll get a, a new re revamped and refreshed Dean Ambrose from injury looking to come out and make a statement. You know what I mean? Did, Man, did you hear how, hear how crazy Corey Graves was when he was talking about Mandy Rose? I thought he was going to pop one on air. I tell you what, I mean, I <laughs> I wouldn't blame him if he did because Mandy Rose is absolutely gorgeous. Um, but, yeah, no, he was completely going full-on uh, hype train, mark out, oh Eva Marie type style. Yeah. Shut up! And I was like, man, dang. This is I love that gimmick, though. I'm not going to lie. When he tells them to shut up all the time, I think it's I think it's funny when that happens. So I'm like, hey, it's his niche, you know? So Yeah, that's true. I mean, hell. sadly, sadly, a lot of people online uh, commented on um, a re- uh, about a couple weeks ago. I posted something about Corey Graves, or about a month ago, and then 
A whole bunch of African-American fans all said he hated how he puts down all the black commentators. Well, I don't think it's necessarily, and again, it goes to... I don't know. I mean, it's, not, it's not my point to say, but I'm just right. saying, I see what they're saying with Booker T thing, and he's always, always on Byron's case. But he does it to everybody, though. I was going to say, it's it's his job. This, this goes back again He's the to, heel. That's why exactly. I, that's why I'm starting to like him again. Well, and here's the thing that the only real thing that bugs me with Corey Graves, and I'm sure it's not necessarily him that's doing it, but I still am not a huge fan of how he still plays the neutral card every now and then. Yeah. Like, it's it kind of gets annoying because I'm like, man, if you're a heel, which you're good at being the heel, be the heel. You know what I mean? Don't don't worry about being neutral. Don't worry about trying to sound, you know, realistic or anything like that. Like, just be a bad guy because. I love when he insults them, you know, and tries to belittle them because it just reminds me of old school Bobby the Brain Heenan, Jerry yeah, Lawler. Yeah, Jerry Lawler. I know. I was thinking, please, we need a tr- – that, that's why That's why I actually used to like Michael Cole a lot because Michael Cole played a really good, like, Weasley announcer heel. You t- oh, you're talking about in the, two th- the 2011 run. Yeah, um, Cole was a really yes. good heel announcer. Yes. he. I mean, he, of course he did great because he was, like, the mark out for The Miz at the time too. And oh, do you remember that when he was just going all out for the Miz? Like he was oh, like I know. his number one really like fan. That. Yeah, it was it was so good and it was refreshing because even so, at that time, regardless of what people would like to think, Michael Cole is the voice of the WWE. So to have yeah, your he's the new he's the new your, Jr. Yes, to have your main guy uh, who's leading the company when it comes to being the voice for them to take on that heel like character. And be the voice of the company, dude. That was kind of that was different for WWE, and it worked. Like it was, he was probably one of the most hated guys at the time in that company, and he didn't even have to do anything except talk, you yeah. know. And it was, and he, and I think he started to gain that too, and he knew it because you could say you could see each passing week with his progression as being the guy who had to read the anonymous raw GM messages. He was loving it. Like you could just tell because he oh, started yes. getting into oh, it. Man, got so many boos. I love that. Yes. It was so, and, and the thing is, is it started off as being boos for the GM. I but know. Just, and then it's boos whoever started just have, you know, getting up to do it. Yeah. It's just like Michael Cole became the extension of the yes. GM, which caused that. them to hate him even more. And then they and, absolutely destroyed the whole entire storyline. Man, I mean, granted, that's a storyline that could only go so far. I but, know, but I mean, Hornswoggle? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, God, I don't what kind of build was that. that? There was no build. It don't, was just man, oh, I'm gonna get stupid. So, I was so let it, down it, by Everybody that. was. Everybody it was. Could not have been a Stone Cold. Person. Could have been so many people. Is it just anybody? They could pick anybody else, but Hornswoggle. Yeah, and not only that, they reveal it as Hornswoggle. What was it like? Three years after the storyline was done, and it came back as like a special on the on an episode of Raw, like it was just a special episode of Raw or something like that. And we get that stupid reveal of Hornswoggle is the G. I was like, come on, seriously, this is what you're gonna do? Hornswoggle's Vince's kid. Hornswoggle's that mystery GM. Yeah, it oh was it God. was ridiculous. Man, that time when he did come out as, as Mr. McMahon's son, man, did that storyline had such potential. And damn it for Mr. Kennedy getting hurt. Like, oh, man. <laughs> it, it, things could have been so much different. Mr. Kennedy? Oh, my God. He, I mean, I've always thought he was one of those guys that he could have been the top of the top for a long time. Well, and that was what the, the plan was for him to be revealed as Mr. McMahon's son and go into a what would have eventually led to a WrestleMania match with Triple H. And... To me, if Kennedy would have gotten to that point and if they would have been able to pull that off and get Kennedy to Mania to face Triple H, I really do believe that we could have eventually been talking about Mr. Kennedy being on the same lines as a heel as Triple H just because he had that persona. You know, he he was easy to dislike, you know, oh, yeah. and and he could have he could have been a huge heel for that company. And it's just a, it's just a damn shame for his entire WWE run to end up the way it did for shizzle. So what you got, um, what you got next, my sir? Okay, well let's see. Um, I was gonna talk about Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream. It's got me pretty excited, dude. I mean, both I mean, guys. We kind of knew Velveteen was building up to this for a while because he was talking so much shit on Twitter and stuff about all the new guys getting air. But I really, I really already feel this. Me and my brother George were talking about this. Well, it it gives that sense, like this whole thing, and this is where, to WWE's credit, they're starting to really utilize social media for for the betterment of things. Is they they're starting to be like, hey, you know, we can actually, 
we can actually implement things that give the fans that sense of reality now. And, you know, when they had that whole situation originally of where, you know, Velveteen put that Twitter uh, post up where he was talking about these indie guys coming in and exactly. just automatically getting That's what I was referring ahead. to. Yeah, you know, getting ahead of guys like me who are homegrown talents that have uh, the potential to be top stars and things like that, and you get a pass just because you went and wrestled in such and such place, dude. That that was good. Like that was yeah. such a good way to to kind of be like, hey, I'm I'm coming up as a big star, and it was great for him to do that and to see this match start to be placed together and unfold. It, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a great matchup between the two. I think so too. I think it's one of the special ones. You know, I'm really. I was never a big undisputed fan, but I'm slowly like really liking them. The undisputed era. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. I'm weird. Like when it comes to like tying things in with the music and different things, it just didn't all. It just felt like too forced. But yeah. now it kind of slowly feels like it's becoming something. Well, and it's like most people that I've heard that have compared the undisputed era. It's more like a modern day NWO type of thing with the mu the music too. They they compare the music to sounding something like the NWOs was, which I can kind of hear it a little bit. But I was I was like you. I wasn't like a huge fan of it at first. I was a fan of putting the three of them together. But the thing that really kind of turned me off was the name. I was like undisputed era. Like why are we throwing era into this? Why yeah. can't they just be called undisputed? Exactly. Like that that. That to me would sound way more. Well, you could still ass. say that as a nickname or a quick, you know, quick thing. Undisputed. You you could, but I mean, it's it's still always like really the official title is the Undisputed Era. Like, come on, like let's let's get real. It just sounds better to either just say Undisputed, or even if you want to, since we're in the age and generation of shortening everything down to just yeah. acronyms, just call them the UE. <laughs> you know. Oh god. <laughs> I mean, huh. might as well at this point. But yeah, with the Roderick Strong uh, involvement now with the Undisputed Era, there's just something about them that I think just it just upped them a little bit, you know. And I really hope that they stick with Roddy being in the era for a while. I like I like Roddy being in there. I do too. I think it fits very well because all four guys actually know each other. All four guys have been friends with each other and have worked with each other all around the world. I mean, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish have been tag team champions. I'm not a giant fan. Kylie O'Reilly fan. I like Fish, but Kylie O'Reilly, I don't know. For some reason, it doesn't do Kyle O'Reilly is a lot like a uh, – he's more of like a – No, 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 not at all. What well, I, I don't really like say, him that much. Well, what I was going to compare <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly to for people that – that aren't like really getting into like yourself that aren't getting into him or getting into his style mm -hmm. is he brings a lot of MMA elements to his game. When you watch him and especially if you watch his matches, if you get a chance to watch him, I don't watch MMA really. So, well, I was going to say, if you really go back and watch some of the matches, especially with Adam Cole, um, back in ring of honor, um, he implemented a lot of mixed martial arts uh, with kicks and grapples and jujitsu into his wrestling game, yeah. which brings a sense of reality in the ring-wise uh, to the product. And that's that's really the kind of fans that uh, the people that are drawn to Kyle O'Reilly are the ones that like that kind of atmosphere, that real feel of a fight. You know what I mean? Um, I think we all love that kind of element, but Kyle O'Reilly really do you not that. kind of get the feeling that Undisputed Era? I like him right now. I like him. I'm talking, that's why I brought him up. I like him, but they're doing a lot of like they're doing a lot of Bullet Club esque stuff. That's kind of I mean that when you think about it though, the Bullet Club is really doing um, they're doing obviously their own style, but it's basically just like what the and NWO I'm kinda, was. Well, I'm kind of talking more like on the videos and like. Uh, uh, like backstage stuff and like little montages backstage and uh, no, that's totally that's that's totally an NWO ripoff. When you well, that, really that's true, it. I guess. But I'm just saying that I'm saying like the just I guess the style of guys and how they act. I guess just I don't know. Right. That's just but no, I totally I totally get what you're saying. And and again, I'm I'm saying it's totally an NWO kind of parody because yeah, I guess you, that's the origin of all of it. The kind of like, yeah, when you well stuff. when you go back and watch like like you're saying the style of interview that they're doing with the undisputed well, era. It's not interview. It's not interview. It's the um like but, if you if you looked up recently in a couple of the YouTube videos they post. Yeah, like the little vignette, yeah, the little vignette things that you're talking about. It's, no, not, it's not, not like not really vignette. It's the stuff they don't put on NXT. Okay, but they've got like their music playing in the background and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's 
the NWO did it too. They just did the whole like it wasn't just it was of course we we didn't have the internet back then, mm-hmm. so it, oh, yeah. or we were just on the cusps of the internet. Excuse me, um, but we didn't have like YouTube and all that. So the NWO did the same thing with the WCW programming. They always would do that, you know, little. Uh, the intro to begin with, when they first came around, that was like, you know, the following production has been paid for by the NWO. And then they would go into their spiel with the music playing in the background. It's the same thing. Same kind of filming element. They're just bringing it to a yeah. newer audience or a new age audience, if you will. I like our, I like our little speed we're going right now. So let's bring in something else that I'm sure you've already heard about. So I guess we're getting the, the full amount of horse women in WWE. Because now it has been reported by WWE.com that, I can't pronounce the name, Marina Schaffer? Marie Schreiber, I believe it's uh, Schreiber. Schreiber. And then Jessam Duke? Jessam and Duke, yes. Both of them are now in the WWE Performance Center training. And WWE already seems to be building a a four-horsewoman versus four-horsewoman thing. Of course they are. I mean, let it be organic. It's it is it has been organic when you think about it. Well, I mean, I they mean, have I to. The they would have to about sign. It. They would have to sign these girls in order for this to happen. You know, um, so I, I mean, mean Kelly literally asked. So here's what Kelly said. Sorry, I cut you off. Kelly said, "What can we expect from the confrontation?" It's a little end cap. The confrontations with Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Becky Lynch at 2017 May Young Classic, and then Sheffer girl. All the training is going to lead up to something. I don't it know. will. I know. Well, I know it is, but I don't want to be told that. I want to like, you know, I want it to just happen on TV. <laughs> well, you know, it, it will. I mean, everybody knows it'll. It'll. Ha- it's just kind of like the same thing with the Styles and Nakamura thing. You know, we we all knew that it could happen, and it was a great possibility that it was going to happen. But none of us really could buy into it until it actually did happen or was announced. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. It'll happen too. It's it's probably going to be next year at WrestleMania. You know, there's no there's no way that they could put together a good match or a good storyline, especially with the the whole Bailey Sasha Sasha Banks storyline, which needs to really get. You need to start hitting the gas on this thing. It's getting old. I know. Um, what is this? It's it's just getting redundant. Um, but we talked about that even last week on this show. But they need. There's no way they could build this for like SummerSlam. There's you know unless they have a situation where about? that's where Banks turns heel oh, yeah. and turns on Bailey finally. You know they could go that route. But damn, that would just be dragging this story out for another three months. You know that no, yeah. I don't think anybody wants that at this point. I think it's just like, come on, just get it over with now. It's it's you you already have buried it before you even really did anything with it. It's true. Um, so I'm sure you know about this too. CM Punk is all in. Uh, not quite. I know, but the not funny part quite. is, me and you actually talked about this months and months and months ago. How we could probably see CM Punk come back to wrestle for them, maybe. It's it's a it's a possibility. I mean, the the evidence the evidence is there. The opportunity is there. Um, the right people are there. Is like, it, dang, CM Punk's probably green as hell right now. I don't know because I mean, again, he's been he's he's about to have his second MMA fight. But that's different from that's different from if that was the case, uh, Brock Lesnar should have came back to WB and been perfect. <laughs> well, you're you're right. You you in theory, you're 100 yeah. percent accurate. Um, but we don't know what this could mean. It could it, it could be exactly what we're thinking, where we're like, "Hey, you meet know, and he greet could, and sign." And, and right now, that's all it is. It's a it's an announced meet and greet at Pro Wrestling Tees the day before the All In event um, in Chicago. It's a hu- it was a huge announcement, and right now he still is not confirmed for the All In show. But all the evidence and speculation, of course, points to. We could at least get an appearance. You know what I mean? It's not going to be. It may not be an in-ring return. It may not be his comeback to professional wrestling. I don't. I honestly don't think it would be. I think he's pretty much. I think he's had his fill of pro wrestling, but that doesn't mean that he still can't make appearances. It. I mean, Nick Jackson has said it numerous this is, times. Is, is this not his first like real? This would be his first thing. This would be his first wrestling-based thing. Yes, the appearance itself. 
Um, granted, it's not at a wrestling ev- it's not a wrestling event per se, but it's involving professional wrestling. So him making this appearance is the first thing I think wrestling related, like you're saying, that he's done since he walked out of WWE. So that's huge. And that would that would be huge if he actually does show up to the all in of it, you know. Again, even just an appearance. Oh yeah. That would be that would be the first time he's been on any wrestling event, official wrestling event since the Royal Rumble of 2014. Yeah. Which, which is crazy to think about that I that's know. 4 years old now. You know, he's left WWE 4 years ago. That's crazy. Time flies when you're high. <laughs> but he's not so it's all good I know. that's true Con- uh, funny considering who we're talking about too right uh, but yeah I thought it'd be I, I don't know I mean uh, do you I, think it'll have let, let's, let's get this out here now do you think he shows up at All In I don't know I really think he does I think he's good friends with those guys and it's a Chica- it's a Chicago based crowd I just don't see a better opportunity for him to at least just you know jump in and maybe kick somebody or give him a GTS I agree, I, and I think I, I think, think it would really help the all in and this end little thing they're doing with their own money. I think they'd probably really ask for the big favor, and I think I think CM Punk would do it for him. Well, and here's in there, I agree completely with what you're saying there because there's two factors involved in this. Um, I, I can't remember if it's Nick or Matt. I want to say it's Matt Jackson, who's uh, one of the young bucks, has said in multiple interviews that he's talked to Punk several times trying to convince him to come back and work with them, you know, just be like, hey, come back. And Punk has never had an issue with the Bucks. He actually likes the Bucks. I mean, even in that that uh, podcast that he did with Colt Cabana, he was like, you know, I'll come and I'll come and put over the Young Bucks at, you know, freaking Ring of Honor. You know, I don't care, yeah. you know, if I want to do anything wrestling related. So he, he thinks highly of the Bucks. Um, and uh, Matt always said, he's like, I, I feel like I get closer and closer with him. To where he's like, you know, maybe, you know, we, we keep in a good constant contact. And on top of that, even Jim Cornette, who is just as much of an of a modern day wrestling hater. Maharaja? Oh. Uh, no, not even close. He he probably can't stand that gimmick either. I freaking love uh, Jim Cornette. <laughs> I do too, man. I've been watching it's so much so many bring him up. I've literally been watching so much of his shit. Uh YouTube rants the last two weeks. It's dude, it's crazy. Like for anybody, by the way, that wants to see or hear one of the greatest rants on Vince Russo ever. Oh my god! I go look that. up Jim Cornette's epic Vince yes. Russo rant. Yes. It is oh my god! It really is good. It is, and then crazy. then then follow up and watch Vince Russo. You know, try basically. to do something to to counteract him, and it's just like, yeah, you already lost this, dude. <laughs> like you you don't have a leg to stand on. I thought you loved Vince Russo. Do what? I thought you loved Vince Russo. Since when? WCW. You loved WCW. That doesn't mean anything. Just because you're in WCW doesn't Half mean of the storylines you like were probably Vince Russo. No, they were not, dude. Dude, I go back and I've like literally Oh, watched. so you didn't like David Arquette with the title. I When I was a kid, I absolutely did. Now, did. going back and watching like the yeah, WCW mate. stuff in the last year that they were like really in business, I can see now why people used to shit talk them so much. <laughs> Like, it's that bad. Like, I watch some of those, and I'm like, wow, this really was getting bad. So why did Vince Russo suck so much? Because he was trying, as most people have already said, um, I'm sure he had the greatest intentions in the world, and the guy is is creative, don't get me wrong, but it's, it's basically what, like, Hulk Hogan described one time, is that the thing that made Vince Russo so successful in WWE was that he had all these ideas, but he had a filter, and that filter was Vince McMahon. Of all things, Vince yeah. knew how to cycle through what was good and what was bad most of the time with Vince Russo. In WCW, when you're given complete creative control, it, there's nobody that's going to tell you what's good or bad, and even if they do tell you what's good or bad, you don't have to listen to them anyway. So yeah. you can put out the, the, the shittiest of products in the world, and nobody's going to tell you, nor are you going to be convinced that it's shitty otherwise because you don't have to. You know what I mean? Do you know why You're- I like Jim Cornette over Vince Russo? Because Jim Cornette, number one, has been in the industry his whole life and knows what he's talking about, honestly. But he just is so passionate about it. 
I don't even care if he says crazy shit. I'm like, this guy loves wrestling. This guy is all about wrestling. This guy breathes and you know smokes it and everything. He just loves. He's wrestling. old. He's a, he's old school. He's yeah. from. He's he may from not like a lot of the new storylines, a lot of the new angles, the things they do, super kick parties. You know, he hates that kind yeah, of shit. Yeah, definitely. He definitely <laughs> loves Kenny Omega and the Bucks for that. You matter. know, but see, I love Kenny Omega. I'm not a huge fan of the too. Bucks, but I love Kenny Omega, and I can still like Jim Cornette. So I do, I do too. And you know, somebody asked him here recently on his on his podcast. They asked him, you know, if you were if you were running a promotion this day and age, and Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, whether you want to admit it or not, are merchandise movers, and you are guaranteed a sellout by booking them on your show, would you book them? And when he was presented with that question, even he said, you know take away all the goofy stuff that Kenny Omega does. He said, I'd absolutely book Kenny Omega. And he said, and when it comes to the Bucks, you know, I, I'm, I'm confused. It's hard for hate to say. The Kenny Omega's goofy stuff. Cause he has tons of serious shit too. He does now, but you got to remember Jim Cornette still holds a grudge from when, you know, Kenny Omega in Japan wrestled a doll and a little girl. So, I mean, yeah, but he, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, Come it's on, been Jim so Cornette long. was involved in some stupid storylines in WWE. Well, I'm sure he was too. It's just one of those. It's just one of those things where you can't you can't convince the guy otherwise. You know, yeah. he's he's very much stuck in his own opinion there, and yeah. and it's his right to be. It's his own opinion. So, um, I respect him for at least having the opinion and for staying true to I what mean, he said. I was absolutely amazed when WWE inducted him. Well, they didn't induct him. He was just a presenter. Oh, present. I'm sorry. When they brought him back in general, I was a lot of people did. A lot of people thought, you know, that this was going to be uh, not the smartest thing. You're giving Jim Cornette yeah. a live microphone on a WWE live telecast. And I was really amazed. Like, and Jim Cornette stuck to it, and he didn't. He 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 even came out and said, you know, I'm going to be professional about this. I could totally go off on on well, a spiel, you know but I'm not going because he to. probably does want that WWE Hall of Fame thing. I mean, I would. Potentially, but he also, I think, he understood, especially because he was there to help induct the Rock and Roll Express, who were his, yeah. you know, arch rivals back in the '80s. You know, he knew this was this wasn't about him. This wasn't about any which, of his opinions. Which in or general, beliefs. if you know Jim Cornette, that's that's hard to say. It, 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 I mean, it is. But another was, reason why I like him, though. <laughs> yeah, he was like, you know, this is this is not about me. This is about celebrating the Rock and Roll Express. This is their time. Yeah, you know, and you can't help but appreciate a guy who Bring can do down. that. <laughs> can't not help that i know i know which what were we going with that too i, I, I think oh we were just talking about um i know I we know. were on the kenny omega the all-in thing um but i think yeah i think punk shows up i think i think we'll see him at least make an appearance and i think it'll be cool as hell and tickets go on sale for the all-in event tomorrow so it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see if this thing this thing could potentially sell out in yeah. by tomorrow. Yeah, you know. So every it, single week that goes by, Ciampa is growing on me like freaking nuts. Who is? I can never say his name. Damn it. Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa. Ciampa. I always say. I always when I read it, I always say Ciampa every time. Am I? Yeah, I don't know why. Every time I do it with everybody, I do it with everybody. It could be a wrestler that I've known for twenty years, but when I'm reading a name off to like just you know remember to remind myself to talk about it, I uh, still say it wrong. <laughs> but man, Dude. he every week it goes by. I'm just be, I'm just like this guy is really meant to be a major can heal. He's going, and he is. He, you remember? Did you hear what he said on NXT? Like he's yelling. He's like, "Oh my god, it was so good." He was like, "Um, this week." Did you hear what he said? He was like. Talking about I he destroyed Johnny's life. It was so funny. Yeah, he was saying, yeah, saying it to Cassius Sono, saying yeah. like, I just, I destroyed Johnny, and now <laughs> it's now it was your turn or something like that. I was like, man, and it sounds so freaking passionate. I mean, even his. Have you ever? Have you seen him on Twitter? Yeah, he is awesome. He is gold on Twitter, man. Like even he's basically like Kevin. He, I think he took a little page of Kevin Owens. He knows it is stay in true form on Twitter too. I think I mean I think both Kevin Owens and Tomasa Ciampa are both just they're two professionals that understand that they there's a certain element of professional wrestling that's missing in in today's world yeah. and they want to bring something of that back you know they want to they want to bring that and that's that what we realism need we need guys it. who really just want to be heels even though Kevin Owens slowly keeps getting over again and slowly like gets fans chaining certain things he really does try to make people hate him. He does, and for the most part, even when he's getting cheered on certain things, 
he'll somehow turn it around in his promos to where you you hate the guy. But see, that makes me – I'm the kind of person I actually like him more. I'm like, yes, I love that. It's 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 just incredible, you know, to see what Kevin Owens uh, can do, you know. Um, I, just, I just think Kevin Owens – I know I say this all the time – should be the top – the top one of the top people on the banners and everything he just has that appeal to me whether he's not in shape and Vince's mind definitely he is a definitely fans want to see his ass get beat <laughs> i mean they do and that's and that's the mark of a true that's what uh, talent used to be Am I, which you know? is well i mean that's probably why wwe just re-signed him to a five-year deal i know i'm so, excited I mean, for that. so i mean he's gonna be here for a while um you know, God forbid something catastrophic happens and he walks out like Neville. But, I mean, the guy's been universal champion. He was the second universal champion ever. So, I mean, and he had, in my opinion, his title one, title one was pretty good. You know, that, that came at the time of the whole Chris Jericho stuff, too. So, it just all fell into place. I think, I think Kevin Owens has proven he's a solid worker. Um, I, I, I can't look into the future and see if Vince sees you know, WWE champion or universal champion again later on. I would like to think so. But right now with raw being as overcrowded as it is with main event players, it's like, God dang, you can't really give anybody a chance at this moment because there's too many good guys, there's too many good guys. And now I'm not saying this wasn't the right choice. Now we have less pay-per-views and, and more guys are, more guys are coming from NXT to raw and SmackDown. And it's like, it's starting to get a little crowded here. It's a very crowded situation, dude. And, and it's almost like they're throwing storylines together, and they're not explaining why what happened, and they're not really doing a good job. It's it's definitely a situation of WWE right now having the most athletic, gifted, stacked roster that they've ever had at any time, including the Attitude Era. And they just don't know what to do with them. Like, there's the thing that something that I that I uh, watched earlier this week, which made a lot of sense, was uh, what made the Attitude Era so successful is that we had uh, so many guys, but yet everybody had their place. Everybody was involved in something, you know. And the crazy and somebody, part, of Travis, it was only a two-hour show, and they didn't have SmackDown until you know they had SmackDown the whole run, the whole Attitude run. SmackDown yes. wasn't there for half of it. Uh, well, I mean, not well, really, because the attitude, most people contribute uh, the Attitude Era kicking off in late 97, okay? okay. Um, and SmackDown came to the forefront in September. Well, the first pilot episode was in April of 99, but they didn't make it a weekly series until September of that same year. So, but to your, to your point, um, it wasn't at the beginning stages of Attitude. It came, like, right in the middle, and... It became another staple to it, and it was four hours of content every single week, new content every week. Um, five, or I'm sorry, five if you include Sunday Night Heat. Um, but everybody had a spot, you know what I mean? Like they had oh, yeah. some purpose for a while. Yeah. Uh, the hardcore title was a big part of that too, because you could you could put anybody basically into that hardcore division, and it meant it meant something, you know, like they had a role defined for a while. Um, and that was what's that's what's missing from this product today is that nobody really has, you know, a clear cut motives anymore except for like one or two guys, mm-hmm. and it's it's a it's a shame because there's so much good talent that it's like damn just first off get the universal title back into the freaking picture on a weekly basis because I'm sick of this or just like, get rid of it. Might if you're as well. gonna keep having the IC total IC title main event and Raws and stuff. Then just get rid of the universal. Yeah, you might as well. I mean, I mean what's the it, point? Yeah, it's. I'm sorry. The, I I get the theory behind Brock Lesnar being universal champion, adding value to the title to a brand new title. Totally get it. Totally understand it. Get it 100. Um, it's ran its course now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm 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 done. The guy wrestles every so often throughout the year, select number of dates, has been universal champion for four, over 400 days now, and I'm sorry. It's, it's, and we get it, Vince. You want to somehow, even though it's not the same thing, make sure CM Punk does not have the, you know, because you know, they don't want to 
do montages. They don't want him to have the, like, this longest and have to say certain things. So they want right. to be, they'd rather be able to say, oh, the longest champion in this modern era, Brock Lesnar. They want to say CM Punk when he's not part of the company anymore. So Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's a foregone conclusion at this point. But what makes it even worse is that Roman Reigns became the victim of this whole thing to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, I mean, another thing that I saw this week was how – how Roman Reigns, there are some backstage, Vince McMahon is still very gun-ho about pushing uh, Roman Reigns. Like, he's, it's not, he's not wanting to let up off Roman Reigns, right? But even top-level officials now are starting to get frustrated with it because, I mean, I don't know if you heard about it or not. I think you did, and I believe you reported it. Um, fans were walking out of the I main know. event of Backlash. Literally walking out of the main event. And that is like, one of their major areas for revenue and people is uh, the upper I mean, right. Yeah. yeah, it's the, it's the I mean, it's uh, the northeast part of the country, which is where, you know, that's WWE's home. It's always been a good gate ticket seller for them. And to have uh, Roman Reigns supposedly be your guy and fans are walking out on the main event that's involving your guy. It's so bad for Joe. I it's bad for Joe to a degree, but it's worse on Roman Reigns because it's it Roman Reigns is a solid worker and yet he's he's been put in a very tough position, mm-hmm. you know. He's he's just caught between a rock and a hard place. And it's it's disappointing because he's again, he's a good wrestler. He's a good talent. He just unfortunately had to be a guy that WWE just plants, you're the top guy, instead of having the fans pick who's the top guy. Yeah. And he's he fell victim to it, and it sucks because he's he's a, he's a great talent. And I've said it before, I'm not a Roman Reigns hater. Um, so it's it's just an unfortunate situation for him. Yeah, I mean, I think Vince has just forgot how you. What what made it, what what fans see and what tough I know he thinks in his mind he's the one who creates Hulk Hogan creates people makes him big stars Stone I Cold get, all I get that, that. Yeah. but I'm saying uh, this doesn't happen overnight you can't just forcibly push somebody even though I do like Reigns and I personally think Reigns has proven to be a hard worker now and he has good great matches yeah and I do say those things and I like those things about him but if the majority of fans or a good amount of fans who've been there for with your company for 20 30 years watching if they're walking out on shows you've just you're missing something you're missing the thing you used to do to build people if you see the fans are not liking somebody then churn them can heal yep or 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 you know look look to something else look for plan b you know um to exactly your point there and what makes this even more i think what describes the situation to the t is in an article i read this week Vince McMahon now um, and it came from a guy who was on uh, Stone yeah, Cold's podcast. Yeah, uh, the guy flat out said, he was like, Vince McMahon, I think, and the WWE in general, they care about stockholders and marketers as opposed to their fan base, which is what really brought them to the dance. They're more concerned with keeping advertisers, with keeping their shareholders happy, as opposed to being like, hey, you know. Well, you know what? In the long run, though, it is, it, that's not a good way. It's not because even they said they were like there is no the guy even said the same thing there is no logical business that if they are pushing something to the stars and it's not working out there is no other company in the world that would continue to force something down a buyer's throat when it's obviously not producing what it was supposed to or what they had hoped for you automatically be like okay this didn't work now we're going to move on because to plan B because eventually People buying your products and those things are not going to watch anymore. And then right. eventually, slowly, your Snickers commercials and stuff won't be as strong anymore. And right. Snickers is going to say, hey, I'm gonna, we're going to spend our money on UFC because they have more fans that like our product or yeah, whatever ad- it is. It, you're, no, you're right because advertisers are going to start thinking that maybe this isn't the correct uh, business that we should be involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, this and And to me – this kind of stuff happening right now, granted, while WWE may not be thinking about this, but think about how this could eventually, or I'm sorry, this could, uh, this could potentially, I'm sorry, I said eventually and I meant potentially, um, think of how it could affect the uh, impending supposed Fox deal that they're trying to work out. 
You know, yeah. it's it, it was announced this week that the UFC is moving over to ESPN Plus. You know, they're gonna they're they've got their deal that starts next year with ESPN, um, where the UFC is gonna be broadcasted on ESPN now. So think of how you know for a fact with this now being announced. I think the rumors are definitely a lot stronger now that WWE is going to go over to the Fox network. And and yeah. they should because it brings a form of legitimacy to WWE, which would be great. But think of how that is as somebody representing Fox goes in looking at them being like, here's a company that, yes, when it comes to maybe revenue – you know, as as the guy was saying, if Roman Reigns, because we don't know the back sheets, we don't look at well, their back we, sheets. we know, I mean, you have to know Roman Reigns probably sells that one of the, sells some of the highest merch, top Which five. Which is yeah, top he's, five. For he's sure. right there with John Cena, apparently, from what we from what we have been told. Um, and Jeff Hardy. So, <laughs> well, even Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy is literally like, he's literally always one of the featured guys now in WWE. In two thousand nine, especially, but oh hell yeah, no 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 on WWE dude, shop right now. Right now He's like on, you know, they have like a top six people on there. They did whatever, and there he's almost always on that top six. Yeah, but you, but I mean, if we're looking at it realistically, you know, Reigns probably pushes a lot more merchandise. Oh yeah, but Jeff Hardy's the best ever, forever, in a day. So well, I mean, you're speaking from a very better than Sting, he's better than Undertaker, better than everybody. (laughs) okay uh i mean what i was saying is we don't know what their back sheets look like but obviously if he's pushing if he's pushing revenue for the wwe then sure in a certain business sense yeah you want to continue to push him but what happens when eventually your main demographic that's granted yes it's kids and women but what if those kids and women eventually stop watching? Or better yet, what if those parents stop paying for what those kids uh, want? You know what I mean? Because kids will only take you so far. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's, it's a true. very it's a very fine line of that WWE is tolling with Roman Reigns and his whole situation. Yeah. It. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how much longer we as fans or audience are willing to put up with it. I mean, I could sense that I'm getting kind of in a bad funk because I didn't really care to watch Raw all that much this week. I didn't really care to finish SmackDown this much because I could figure out what was going to happen. It's That's what's becoming sad to me is that I'm literally starting to get to the point where I can basically see where they're going to go, and I'm like, oh, I don't have to watch it. I know what's going to happen. you know. Yeah. And when you start feeling that way about the product – there's something that needs to change. But that's just yeah, my right. opinion. You're right. Oh. Any last any last things we want to talk about? Because as usual, we went over, but not over, but over-ish. Well, the last thing I, I wanted to ask, because yeah. I kind of want us to kind of see how we do from week to week. Um, who do you think had the better show this week, Raw or SmackDown? Ah, that's a good one. I don't know anything with uh, Jeff Hardy's on SmackDown now, so I always, you know, I kind of have to turn, I have to have to tune into SmackDown now. I'm more. Which, often. by the way, we were speaking of Corey Graves earlier. I love how Corey Graves has uh, now uh, called that corner drop kick Jeff does that he's been doing for years, and how nobody else picked up on this. Hmm. But the fact that he's calling it now the Hardyack arrest, I think, is actually pretty damn cool because it hits him right. It does the drop kick hits him right in the chest where like. See, the I wonder those goes. things. Do you think those things are like Jeff Hardy tells him to do or like no. somebody tells him? No, I think honestly I think Corey Graves came up with that himself. I really do think so. Unless it comes out otherwise, I think Corey Graves comes up with a lot of stuff himself on the spot. Yeah. And it just it sounds good and it works with it and he just keeps running with it until he's told not to. And and props to him for that if that's if that's what he does, props to him because yeah. it works. And I think it was cool, but yeah, I I was just waiting to hear what you thought. SmackDown or Raw? Uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna say Raw because Kevin Owens is so damn entertaining. He's even with that match with Braun Strowman. Kevin Owens sells like a freaking maniac. Okay, he, but he I makes mean, Braun. I, I I don't know. I just love I love wrestlers that are workhorses and that do their job and putting the other guy over. And when when uh, when you can do a backflip when Braun you know <laughs> hits you hits you with something. It just to me just I just I really enjoy um, wrestlers like that. So I I say raw because I, I like raw better. So sure. I don't really enjoy um, uh, pancakes and all that bullshit. 
You know, and, and yeah, apparently the New Day hasn't been much of a merchandise mover as they once were now either, speaking of merchandise. Uh, so uh, I'm not a fan of the pancake thing either. You know, I still think the New Day is kind of funny, but, you know, mm. the, I'm kind of whatever for that. But overall, I still think SmackDown is the better show. I think it's – and I think a lot of it has to do with less time. They don't have three hours. They're only two. And I think their storylines are starting to mean a little bit more. You know what I mean? Yep. And they seem more realistic. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're not stupid, hokey storylines. You know, they're... Don't get me wrong, they still have them from time to time. But, like, they they make it to where it feels more like an actual struggle is going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I thought it, I thought it was great that Rusev went over on Daniel Bryan. I, I thought that was a great, great move. Um... Personally, I hope Daniel Bryan does not get involved in the Money in the Bank ladder match by any means because just something about Daniel Bryan and ladder matches, I think that needs to kind of stay as far away from each other as humanly possible. Yeah. Just for his safety's sake right now, just no. <laughs> yeah. I, as a fan, am not comfortable with Daniel Bryan being in a ladder match right now. That's true. I, I mean, I, don't really have any I ain't got anything stuff. else. Yep. I think we're good, bro. Well, I appreciate... Oh, I do got to say, if you want awesome, awesome wrestling... Uh, let me plug your stuff, man. No, because well, you don't know stuff. my sales and stuff going on, so how would you know? Well, let me plug it You don't know my you. sales. Hold on. I, you, know, you can do the M plug like you always do. Oh, okay. So uh, this month, if you spend... Oh, you, you screwed my thing up, Travis. Damn it. This is why you need to let me No, you plugs. cut me off. I'm just trying to tell people. So in the month of May... Uh, if you spend over $30 on the wrestlingmarkstore.com, you get free shipping if you live in the U.S. Uh, and, Travis, you can finish it off, you little baby. Hey, you know what? I'm just trying to help you, so mm, to you, okay? Yeah, yeah. Ew, so, nasty. for all your awesome, cool shirts that this man here on the other side of the mic is is designing and putting out for your pleasure and enjoyment, okay. visit the Wrestling Mark store. He's got several awesome designs, such as the Shinsuke Nakamura, sorry, no speak English shirt. That mm -hmm. was the very first one launched. He just released a brand new Mela is Money Before WWE Shop put one out, bam. <laughs> yes, it did. And and to be perfectly honest, I kind of think the one you put out is better. Yeah, I was thinking too. I didn't spend a whole bunch of time on that. I was like, what did WWE do with theirs? Yeah, I'm. I mean, I, they just kept the same graffiti style for her other stuff. But you know, in my opinion, I kind of like what you did with yours. So Thanks, check out the new Mela is Money shirt if you're a Carmela fan. Also, be sure to visit rumblingrumors.com for all of your non-spoilers and wrestling articles that are starting to hit the waves a lot sooner than other websites. Mm -hmm. So stay up to date at all times, as well as get free HD wallpaper designed once again by the man on the other side of the microphone, yeah. Mr. Ramsey Sadawi. And please, as always, go like us over on Facebook and share us there as well if you enjoy our podcast and all of our and articles. Go, shit, go talk shit to Travis on Twitter, too. I love that. All right, I was getting over to the Twitter part of it, but, I mean, Ramsey, he he'll, he he likes to talk a whole lot of crap anyway, so just no. have him, for, too. He's fun. You can follow Ramsey, by the way, at WWE Ramsey. Me, if you have anything negative to say about me, you can always follow me at WWE Ramsey as well and give all your <laughs> feedback there. That was a good one. <laughs> uh, no, for you can follow me at Travis underscore Falhark and be sure to like us there. Uh, follow us over on Twitter and share us at both platforms as well. All right, guys, it was a great episode. We will see you next week. And Peace. did you do your actual outro? You know what? I, I think I've kind of ran out of ideas for that outro. That's fine. So. You can just retire and make something new. Uh, all right. So peace out, generation. See you guys. And until next time, goodbye and good night. Bang!